0: Hey, everybody, this is Daniel Patrick, and this is episode number 136 of the Mandolins of Beer podcast, brought to you in part by my favorite website, The Mandolin Cafe. Hope everybody is doing well. Thanks all for the uh, happy birthday wishes, too. Thank you very much. It was really nice. Made the day extra special. Um, uh, We got a great one this week. Uh, I haven't laughed this hard in a really long, long time, and and uh, I want to thank the guys from Mr. Sun. Daryl wasn't able to make the uh, podcast for this one, so on Friday when their brand new album comes out, I'm actually going to have a real quick bonus episode this week for everybody with Daryl Anger. It'll come out Friday the same day Mr. Sun's excellent new album, Extrovert, comes out. That's Friday, May 13th, in case you're listening to this. Uh, I guess I should probably say 2022. So in case you're listening to this in 10 years from now, you'll know. Anyway, so uh, thanks everybody for listening. So let's get into the uh, sponsors this week. Peghead Nation, Peghead Nation streaming video courses in mandolin, guitar, banjo, fiddle, dobro, ukulele, and bass, you'll learn bluegrass, old time, and other styles from some of the most talented players and instructors in roots music. Who you ask? Sharon Gilchrist, Joe K. Walsh, Mike Compton, John Reichman, Aaron Weinstein, Marla Fibish, Chad Manning, and coming up too, actually just started Ian Curry with his bandolim. Courses include high-quality, multi-angle video lessons, downloadable notation tab, play-along tracks, and plenty of tunes and songs to play. Join any of Peghead Nation's video courses now. Get your first month for free. Just use the code MANDOLINBEER, all one word, at checkout. Northfield Mandolins, let's build more than a mandolin together. Check out their website at northfieldmandolins.com. Download their app at mandosummit.app for lots of special performance recordings, demonstrations, and special workshops. Be sure to follow them also on Instagram. Ear Trumpet Labs, also a sponsor this week, they hand build microphones in Portland, Oregon. Their mics are beautifully designed to have feedback rejection for live use and the most natural tone you'll find for acoustic instruments. Check them out at EarTrumpetLabs.com today. Also be sure to follow them on the Instagram, another great Instagram, and look for them on pretty much any live stage you go to if they have acoustic instruments because they are the best. Ellis Mandolins handcrafted mandolins designed and built in Austin Texas be sure to follow the folks at Ellis on, on Instagram as well but by, by the way do you follow mandolins and beer on Instagram that would be awesome if you did also don't forget the Patreon I'll be uploading the bonus podcast here in a day or two been working on some stuff and show you what I've been working on now that my right hand is back in working order which is also a nice thing uh, straight Up Strings. Roger Simonoff is cracking the code on killer strings again. It involves science stuff I couldn't begin to tell you, but you can read all about it yourself if you go to StraightUpStrings.com. It's got all the information there. They also have a great newsletter uh, that you should sign up for. It comes out once a month and it's always filled with really great stuff and uh, advice from players too. And yeah, you should definitely sign up for it. It's free. Check it out. And while you're there, pick up a set of the Straight Up Strings. They're engineered with compensated downloads for optimum balance. Straight Up Strings, every note of every chord. And Elderly Instruments. By the way, Stan Werbin, uh, the owner of Elderly Instruments, has the same birthday as me, so happy birthday to Stan. Elderly Instruments is your trusted source for new, used, and vintage, fretted, and stringed instruments. For the experienced beginning player... Their vast selection of mandolins, guitars, banjos, ukuleles, and did I mention mandolins, includes all of the accessories and books to go with them. All instruments are inspected and set up for easy playability, and their down-to-earth and knowledgeable staff are there to help. Now in their 50th year, they're family-owned and operated. They ship worldwide, and you can visit them anytime at elderly.com or give them a phone call at area code 517-372-7880. All right everybody, let's get into this episode with Mr. Sun. It was fun. Fun how my face my face hurt from laughing on this one. What a great group of guys and their new album Extrovert It comes out May 13th. Uh, and you should definitely go out there and buy it. Support your favorite mandolin players. All right, let's get into the episode everybody. Cheers. All right, well, this is uh a this is exciting, guys. This is uh, this is three people talking at one time now. I I'm, I'm proud to welcome back well back to the podcast, Joe K. Walsh and Grant Gordy. And then I'm welcoming for the first time Aiden O'Donnell. Mr. Sun, three quarters of you. How y'all doing? Oh,
1: doing great. So good. Ever and you, better.
0: Right? <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the podcast, Aiden. Are you are you as excited as uh, as everybody else to be on a mandolin podcast? Absolutely! <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, I can muster up
1: some non-ironic enthusiasm for this. That, that's perfect.
2: <laughs> I'm very happy to be.
0: <laughs> Great, and I'm picking up a Jersey accent. Are you from the Jersey area?
1: <laughs> you mean you mean Jersey off the coast of Britain? <laughs> right, um, <yeah. laughs> no, I'm uh, I'm from Scotland.
0: Fantastic. Now, where do you where do you reside? Do you reside in the states then?
1: Yeah, I'm in Brooklyn. Cool. Uh, I've been here for uh, close to 15 years now.
0: Fantastic. Well, thank you for taking time to be on this podcast. I appreciate it. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you for having us. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So what we're going to talk about is the brand new album, Extrovert, which comes out on May 13th, which is, from what I've been able to hear, I definitely do not have a copy of it, but I've heard (laughs) the tunes. (laughs) (laughs) and yeah and it's excellent and um (laughs) i can't wait for everybody to hear it and i and and yeah and the the packaging for the new album is really bright and cheery which goes along with the title extrovert um and it's coming out it's this is going to be on a label this time Uh, it's going to be on compass records absolutely
2: yeah that's right
0: so that's exciting and but it's also been done it's it's kind of been in the can for how long now, like the entire recording? Uh,
3: almost, I guess four and a half years ago, we did it up, uh, uh, went up to the sauna in, uh, North of Portland, Maine and, and set up shops for a few days and, and, and did the record. And I don't know, bands are not always, uh, uh, you know, it just things, ha- some things happen. And that one, I record, we loved it, but it took a little while to find the right time for it to come out. Um, so I'm, I'm really excited that it's coming out. It's, it's been music that I've been excited for the world to hear for, you know, a long
0: time. Oh man. Yeah. It's, it's phenomenal, which I wouldn't expect anything less, especially with the, uh, the lineup for sure. It's gotta be kind of tough. I would imagine to schedule things like a release when, um, you know, I'm not as familiar with what, what Aiden does, like, but between Daryl Grant and Joe, who I'm f- familiar with, you guys are always busy, you know, pre now and post pandemic it's, it's got to be tough to figure out a way to, to make it sen- sensible to put it out and then be able to promote it.
4: Yeah, it's a lot of, uh, it's a lot of what have yous, <laughs> a lot of moving parts. Um, yeah, it's a lot to coordinate. You know, it's funny. You kind of, you know, you would like to think that it's like you make a record and then you just, and then, and that's the event, you know, and then, and then it's out and then it's done, but it, you know there's a lot of stuff to coordinate and so it definitely took some uh took some doing i mean as as it does with with any band that does it like this but you know i think in our particular cases like we all have a lot of irons in the fire we are clearly you know we really love this band and in fact i think we're having the busiest touring year we've ever had as a band this year which is great because I don't know if you heard. We have a record coming out.
0: <laughs> I would love to get my hands on a copy. By the way,
4: <laughs> just you wait, my friend. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know, we're all you know, we all tend to be busy with a lot of different stuff, and um, uh, uh, I forget where I was going with that exactly. But the the point is, you know, we're we're grateful that we get to we get to do this, and we yeah.
0: Well, yeah, and I think a lot of people are going to be really excited to hear this and to see you live. I, I was lucky enough to see you guys in Savannah. And, I mean, it was just really an awe-inspiring gig. I mean, I it, I, I love live music, and, you know, and, and to be able to see the four of you together and not only just masterfully play, but have so much fun, like the enjoyment in the play between everybody on stage – really uh it's 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 really inspiring and motivating to see
3: that's yeah that's awesome that's definitely our priority is to try and amuse ourselves <laughs> and have fun with each other and it's it's really nice to know that it uh is something that other people can latch on to and can it, it gives them a way in you know i mean in a sense like it some of the musical you know choices we're making can feel like they're heady but also if we if everybody feels like there's a way in through that interplay and that, you know, the playfulness, it makes it more accessible, I think.
0: I really loved when you started off Blackbird. Which is on this album I've heard, and <laughs> y- y-
4: you uh, <laughs> and I hear it so <laughs>
0: <laughs> But I, um, when when Grant kicked it off, you, you did the intro, and then I can't say completely what you said because then I'd get the uh, explicit thing potentially on my podcast. But um, you said <laughs> it just gets more, <laughs> it just gets more flipping weird. <laughs> <laughs> did i say that something like that or maybe more flipping out there like but it was uh but it was it was just so funny and just well yeah. <laughs> you see
4: dan and this year organization
0: <laughs>
4: uh, yeah there's kind of this whole we have this whole spiel about you know basically it started as a joke like you know here's an obscure song that you've never heard of like play a beatles song right um but uh but you know turns out you can make a lot of hay with that joke. <laughs> <laughs>
0: totally. Absolutely. <Yeah. laughs> sure. Um and a couple of things before we dive too much into this um, album that's coming out on May 13th is uh there's a potential transcription book that's going to be available for this album that um Grant specifically just finished a guitar solo transcription I heard.
4: It's true, yeah. Um, uh, it was a real um, eye-opening and eye-rolling experience. <laughs> 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 to, uh, I mean, you know, as as students of music, we all have done lots of transcription, but I, I don't know that I've. I mean, I might have had to like try to remember a melody I've played or something, or maybe a specific chord or or what have you, but, um, never, never actually sat down and transcribed one of my solos in in its entirety. And that was, uh, yeah, really interesting, interesting (laughs) experience. It was on the, uh, Bakedown, Daryl's, Daryl's new fiddle tune that there was a little tribute to Kenny Baker. It's great, great tune, really lovely, fun to play and everything. And, um, yeah, but definitely, uh, Uh, interesting to go back and revisit my interpretation from, you know, three, four years ago.
0: (laughs) Now, will this book, would it uh, include all the songs, or is it going to be selections from, and then each instrument?
2: Yeah, yeah, that's a good good question.
3: (laughs) (laughs) A reasonable question. Uh,
2: (laughs) Yes, Dan, yes. Yes.
3: uh, (laughs) You know, Bands are made of musicians. I don't know, man. <laughs>
0: yeah, man. yeah hey, man. that's the answer I was looking for. <laughs> yeah, don't try to pin me down, man. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: I think I, you know. I think improvising musicians are improvisers, right? And it, you see, you see that spill over into life. And so I think we're trying to get as much of the record as possible, but I don't know if it's going to be a complete. I'm not sure what what the what Daryl's vision is on that one
0: well it's exciting regardless that there's the potential for that one thing we do know for sure is may 21st you have a live stream coming up at 7 p.m and it's a show that you did in vermont
1: yes that's right yeah
3: yeah it was a sort of an underattended show
0: <laughs> <laughs> was it recorded during like when you know we really couldn't really have people at shows safely
3: yeah exactly yeah it was uh we drove up there and, and just did a concert to an empty church which actually you know is a beautiful space and and uh, a town actually it, it sort of goes back to the beginning of our, our band's existence like we went up to this same town nine or ten years ago and played what we thought was a one-off and had so much fun that we were like well we should start a band so it's it's been a recurring place for us to go back to every year or two and that's been kind of a lovely thing and um yeah shot a, recorded a concert up there in this empty church and I think it turned out pretty
0: beautifully. How um, how long of a show is it? I feel like <laughs> we did. What do we do? Like six or seven or eight tunes or something, something like that. Maybe I'm completely wrong. Yeah. Well, still, it'll be, <laughs> worth, it'll be worth it. I mean, just to to experience the uh, live show in Savannah. It really was. I mean, one of those moments that you just, you don't get enough of, I think sometimes from shows and I really did. I can't even tell you how inspired I was when I left that show. It was, it was wonderful.
4: Oh, man.
2: Thank
0: you. We need old show business, Maxim, leave them wanting more. Right, right. Now the, um, the first question I have for you about this album you guys are really prolific songwriters. How do you decide when you write a song? Because you all have your solo projects. How do you determine what what's going to become a Mr. Sun song?
4: Good question. I I wouldn't think that it's really too prescriptive. You know, I think that that uh, like in my experience, you know, there, there's just it, it's more like a well, here's this kind of thing i've been working on this you know it's my work in this band and, and then it might you know it feels like we sort somewhat by committee you know things will just get kind of incorporated you know almost like the blob you know the blob kind of <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> sort of blobs its way into the next you know absorbing the next song that you know that, that, we, that we do i mean it just feels like some things kind of stick you know, and something's really dull And then like, I don't know, I've got this new tune in mind that, that I, I wrote for some random gig and, and, and we tried it and like, we might do it, but I also feel like, I don't know. I don't know if we really need that, that vibe per se, you know? And the funny thing is at this point, we've been a band for a pretty long time. So we actually have more material at our disposal than, than we can play like in one concert. So, so that's interesting too, right? Cause then like, well, know if you want to make sure that certain things don't get overlooked you know then then there's always kind of a balance or a juggle with what do you include even
3: totally yeah it's it's a good problem and one thing (laughs) i'd say is like you know when you're in a band like if you write something you could say well i could i could do this on my solo project but if you believe in something and you believe in the band you really want to throw your best stuff at at the band. And so I think that's, that's definitely how I feel. And I think that's how everybody feels. And this is like, whatever is going to best serve that, the band in this moment, let's, let's prioritize that.
4: Yeah. Plus this band has gigs. <laughs> <laughs> What's that like? <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> and plus, I mean, the added bonus to that is like, if, you know, you're working, if you show them a song and they don't like it, you'd be like, well, let's put it on my solo album.
3: oh totally and that's not that's not even like a bad thing right right just like i think a band naturally falls into place where like you emphasize the the overlap of your interests and you know and strengths and then and it doesn't mean it's a full representation of any of us uh it doesn't have to be Uh, that's a that's a really
4: important point actually i think we, we it's that came up in conversation sometime recently. We were just sort of talking about the, you know, it's sort of just the nature of like a collective ensemble, I guess, where, you know, we all have our, our things that we might be interested in or would be particularly concentrated if it was just each one of us individually or each one of us leading a band or something. But we have the points where those things kind of converge and then turn into, you know, what ultimately ends up being the sound of Mr. Sun, which is,
0: now, some of its parts, or whatever that expression is. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's kind of go through some of the tracks here and maybe talk about how you selected them or some things that you that you remember about recording them. I know it's been a little bit, but um, the the opening track, just a little loving, <laughs> fantastic track. Joe comes in with those. Joe, I love your vocal styling, man. You've got that Tim O'Brien conversational thing with that. I, I just I think it's so cool.
3: Thanks a lot, man. Thank you absolutely um, you know uh, I think we might have tricked you slightly uh, that ends up being the closing number on the, on the, uh, <laughs> in the in the final uh, the final sequence that's coming out that ends up being the last
0: track I wasn't listening to a physical copy I was just listening to files that were randomly on my computer <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs>
2: of,
0: of course let's like, talk about the yeah. song just a little love it <laughs> <laughs>
5: The rest of my days put jobs around me and I'll be your slave just a little love and all that I crave now ever since the dawn of
3: time that one is, is like a, I mean it's, I always advise you know my students to like you know if you're a young woman it's not usually a good idea to sing an Alison Krauss song because <laughs> Alison Krauss is so so great you know it's like how, how do you how do you hold up um and so it's definitely a fool's errand to sing a song that you learned from Ray Charles, but that's what we did.
0: <laughs> well, it's fantastic, and I'm glad that it closes the album out. <laughs> <Let's get on. laughs> so the album starts out with Tamp 'em Up
5: Solid. Tamp 'em Up Solid, so they won't come down. Tamp 'em Up Solid, so they won't come down. Tamp 'em Up Solid. So they won't come down, tamp them up but he so they won't come down. Baby, when you marry, you railroad man, every day you'll be fading Dolly dollar bill in your hand, baby, in your hand, in your hand, baby, in your hand, in your hand.
0: Joe's vocals. And by the way, Joe, I want to say, I love your vocal stylings. It's very com- it's very conversational. Oh, Almost you. like Tim O'Brien I, You know, I was thinking the same thing. I was thinking the same thing. Um, and you know what? I did have a question about this song in particular because I know that Ry Cooter does a version and then uh, Ben Winship had a version, but it's also a traditional tune. And I was wondering how you uh, discovered the tune in and why you put it on the album.
3: Yeah. Um, I heard it from, from the Rykuda version and, and you know, part of the reason I was thinking about that tune is because of how much Daryl loves Rykuda and uh, um, those records from like the sixties and the seventies, I guess that's the right era. Um, I don't remember exactly what year that, that record came out, but I know that he's like one of his heroes. In fact, like we got to go see Rykuda together a couple of years ago and and it's just like, when you go see your hero's hero, it's kind of a special thing. <laughs> like he was just beside himself, just like so excited that we're just going to be in the same room as Ray Cooter. Wow. Which is really, really, really touching.
0: That's neat, man. All right, the next track on here, Danny Barnes. Who's that about? <laughs> <laughs> so,
4: yeah, it's actually about Karl Marx. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's a, that's a a Grant song, man. Grant, how did you uh how'd you come up with that one? You know, uh,
4: that sort of arose after uh, right around the time of like my very first significant hang with Danny. I had met him before one time, um, but we were both teaching at this camp. Joe was there too, we were teaching at this camp um, in the in the uh, in the Montana Rockies called the grand Targhee camp. And you know, it was just one of those times where like, I, we started talking about, about, we were like all riding in the van together from the airport and Danny, Danny, we started talking about like, he was talking about like French poets and like the Italian futurist movement and, and, and all this really interesting stuff. And we just like fell into these great conversations and then, and then really, just really had a lovely hang together, um, at this week up in the mountains. And, and it's just one of those times where you kind of meet a new cool friend, you know? And, and so I was just inspired by that hanging. And it was, uh, you know, at some point during that week, I just started coming up with this thing on the guitar that I kind of liked and, and eventually just sort of wrote itself and became this tune. And, and, I like that that tradition of kind of uh, writing tunes where you just, you know, rather than, like, some narrative idea of just, like, name it after somebody, I think it's kind of a nice way to go. So, so add Danny Barnes. And I've had people say, like, oh, yeah, it reminds me of Danny's music, which, like, it, that wasn't the intention at all. Like, it's not it's not in any way supposed to, like, evoke his music particularly. It's just more of, it's dedicated to him, you know?
0: And I think it's a fitting title. I mean, I think that's... Uh, Thanks. Yeah. Absolutely. Um Blackbird And I, I loved – now, Joe and I, we talked about this the very – I think you were on episode – you were on an early episode of the podcast, one of the one of the first ones, and we had talked about and this. Back
4: when it was just beer. <laughs> <laughs> That's right.
0: <laughs> I was just drunk dialing mandolin players. <laughs> um, but I was excited to hear this, and, and um, I, I am so stoked because I love the, the, the Brad Meldow version. Um, and this is inspired partially by it, but, um, love to talk about how you guys kind of came up with your arrangement for it. Cause it's really, it's really good.
3: Yeah. I don't remember. We just,
1: I don't remember. I mean, it was kind of a group effort as far as this, the, the, the improvising section. I remember, um, cause I'd never really come up with a, a set of chord changes in quite that way before we all just kind of tried a, f- a few different things, and eventually we came up with this this solo section, the that, the that, the that, that Daryl plays on that, that goes into a different key. And I remember that coming out very organically and being being very. we were all we we're all pleasantly surprised by it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it yeah. sort of followed the
4: uh, you know it kind of follows like the bridge. It starts with sort of the bridge, you know, portion of the tune, the Blackbird fly. But then it, I think the conceit was it sort of took that but you know ge- the sort of general theme of that thing and then, and then kind of did a, did a different like harmonic uh, with, with a different harmonic sequence and, and, and then it just kind of became, yes, yeah, became this new new little deal and then and now we have this epic Daryl solo section.
0: And it's, a, it's a pretty epic live too. It was great live. Beautiful. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was wonderful. Um, the next one, is it The Fiddler of Dooney or Dooney?
3: Yeah, Dooney, yeah. I mean, who, who do I know? Yeah, I read it in the book. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, I think it was The Fiddler of Dooney.
5: When I play on my fiddle and duty, folks could dance like a wave over the sea. Priest in the barnet. My brother in law And I passed by my brother, cousin, while they read in their books. Yeah, um, you know, there's an old poem from
3: William Butler Yates. And I don't know. I was just for a while I was if you read through poetry books, you you start, especially ones that are I mean, if you find the right one. You can start to, you know, feel the rhythms. And sometimes to me with the with the rhythms, they kind of inspire a melody. And so, so I had this exercise for a while where I was just going through poems and seeing if what melodies might arise from just re- reading poems. And then in this particular one, the melody uh, that arose actually felt like it served the, the words as well. Um, so, and, you know, it, it speaks to me. I think a lot of us, you know, processing like we love music we get to play music what a privilege uh you also want to ho- hope that it uh is giving something as well
2: <laughs> you know uh
3: that it's not just like hey great i get to do this thing that i enjoy
0: thank you <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know <laughs> right oh that's fantastic
3: so yeah that's the that, that really struck a you know struck a chord um
0: I can't wait to hear your, um, the man from Nantucket song based on the
2: famous.
0: (laughs) Man, that's really funny. I'm probably gonna have to edit that out, but man, I couldn't help myself. Oh, please don't. Please don't. No, no, no. All right. I'll keep it in. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Oh, man. Wow, that was really well played.
2: Uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Okay. <laughs> Sorry about that. Anyway, so the next up is uh we talked a little bit about it, but uh breaker's bakedown.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: song and we don't we don't have daryl here but maybe you know maybe you could one of you could talk a little bit about it it's been
3: uh, it's been cool like seeing what tunes daryl's the tunes daryl's been writing lately you know like uh he, he didn't seem to used to write like like a two-part fiddle tune it was always like you know ride the wild turkey is kind of this epic with these really squirrely rhythmic things and coal burning grease fire and all you know uh, melt the tea kettle, all these tunes, they're pretty epic. And then he wrote re- a really beautiful tune, um, The Crooked Road to Buffalo, a couple of years ago. It was like a perfect fiddle tune. Uh, uh. Just re- exquisite. And then I think this is kind of in that, in a sibling to that, just like, what a great fiddle tune. <laughs> just, uh. and so, uh, And I think it was, I, I think, kind of sort of purposeful. You know, I mean, I think it was thinking about Kenny Baker and um, uh, reading that guide the moment or the melody
0: yeah that's great now a real dragon so how did that one uh that's another Daryl Anger song so um let's talk a little bit about that a real dragon
3: I think it's it's definitely with Mike. I think it might have been on the first Psycho Grass record with like Joe uh, Craven. I'm not sure. Oh
0: yeah. Oh wow. Okay. I gotta go back and check that. I haven't listened to that album in years. Obviously, it's a deep cut. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a. Go- Those albums are great.
4: Yeah, that was a really fun tune. It's like it's interesting. You know, I I think a really fun thing about this band is like we have the ways that we. Like if we're just playing changes, for example, like whether it's like a fiddle tune or 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 like some kind of original piece, like I think we all have this way that we feel time and we kind of create this like always slightly lumpy, like funky churning clockwork. It's like like it reads the time accurately, but. If you look at the inner gears, it looks really <laughs> messy kind of. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, right. <laughs> and I mean that in the best way. Like it's not we're it's not like we're playing to this grid and it's like this really like predictable, like smooth thing. It's like it's it's funky and lumpy and I think it's a thing that's a thing that we really like. There's, it's like this you know, we cop. It's like in this very kind of organic way of like stealing time together. Anyway, so there's that thing which we do we do a lot you know we'll just play okay here are the chords let's all just comp and then 70 solos or whatever and on that tune you know the, the at least for the melody section there's a lot of stuff where we're all just playing lines together so you're sort of you know we're working with a really different kind of texture and i think that was really a lot of fun um to do and that's actually all i really remember about <laughs> Does anybody else want to weigh in? <laughs>
1: I remember that although the uh, the title is, is an anagram, it's pretty accurate in describing the difficulty of the of the song. <laughs> so it's definitely the hardest one to get
3: together.
0: Totally. You know, again, the whole album is so good. It's, I feel ridiculous saying it's great after every song because it's just kind of, that's, oh man. I mean, it's just, just the, the recording and everything too. It's just, it just sounds so Real. It's just one of those recordings that you can listen to, and you feel like you're listening to a jam session between buddies that of of really high caliber. Be it really high caliber musicians, you know. But uh, that's what oh, I love about the album. You
4: would never know that we're all enemies. And
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I I mean, I got to walk around with Daryl and Joe, so I kind of knew. Yeah, when we were in Savannah, that the you know the, inf- the infighting and the, uh, <laughs> the in- <laughs> in- infighting, yeah, the, uh, the royalty the palace splits, palace intrigue. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, mean, I didn't want to bring it up, but I'm glad it's mentioned. I feel a little less stressed out now during this interview.
3: <laughs> yeah, no more tiptoeing.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this one, now this next one, this was the most surprising one for me. Was the uh, was the biggest tune? Better get it in your soul. Oh, my God. I, I didn't see that coming at all. I, I, you know, it, the Blackbird one makes sense in a way and because it's just an acoustic-based song. But this tune, and it is pretty different from the Mingus version, so how does this one make it? Because, again, you guys are all killer songwriters. Um, how did this one get on the album? <laughs> I, uh,
1: <laughs> I have I have no idea how this one came into being. <laughs> I
0: remember
1: <laughs> we played uh, one of the gigs we did at Watermelon Wednesdays. Um, about five minutes before we went on stage, um, I think either Daryl or Joe told me that we were going to play Better Get It Near Soul, but really slowly. Um, And (laughs) that was, I think that was all the rehearsal we had. (laughs) (laughs) Had had you played it,
0: had you played it before?
1: That was the first time we we played it.
0: I mean, you like, had, had it been in your vocabulary of... tunes
1: yeah i mean i'd I'd played the i'd played it the way mingus plays it um uh, and again it's not a tune that even jazz musicians tend to play very often i think i played it when i was you know when i when i was at college um kind of more as an exercise than anything else um but you know obviously the the way that mingus does it it's really fast and very very different right so yeah it kind of feels kind of feels like a new tune the way that mr sun play it if we, if we hadn't, if we'd given it a new title, I don't know that anyone would have put, put the two together. <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh man, we could have saved them all those royalties.
3: <laughs>
4: you know, there's
3: a cool version, uh, growing up in Minnesota, Peter Osterisco and Dean McGraw loomed heavily for me and in, in my musical upbringing. And those guys were just so inspiring and heavy. And Dean, uh, recorded a version of this that's pretty different from Charles Mingus's version. So that was for me. Uh, Yeah. So that was, that's worth, worth checking out. Um, And that was part of that. that That's part of what planted the seed, at least in my mind.
0: Yeah. Now what is, you you mentioned it was, was it, you said watermelon Wednesdays? What is, what is that?
3: Oh yeah. It's just a, it's just a a nice summer gig uh, that happens out in Western Mass. And uh, you know, like, it's like anything, like somebody just is crazy enough to decide to make something happen. And in this case, it's some guy named Paul out there by Northampton and he found this church and um, brings in beautiful music every Wednesday, and and uh, I guess he brings in watermelons
0: too. <laughs>
4: yeah, I mean that's that was sort of the theme, right? It's like,
0: yeah, that's yeah, that's awesome. You always
4: have watermelon.
0: <laughs> if you don't like the music, there's always watermelon. Exactly. <laughs> well, speaking of, if you don't like the music, we have some. We're one of our products
4: we're selling
3: <laughs> is uh, is called Mr. Sunblock.
4: Yeah, I just saw that. <laughs> uh,
0: that's hilarious. Man. In fact,
4: this episode of mandolins and Beer is brought to you by
0: our sponsor today, <laughs> Mr. Right. Mr. Sunblock. Mr. Sunblock. Yeah. When music just gets yeah, too loud for this podcast too. No. I mean just this episode. Yeah. No way, man. This is <laughs> this is this is so much fun.
4: Yeah, other people who didn't listen to this episode bought Mr. Sunblock. <laughs> Mr. Sunblock, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> but it actually is a real thing. It's 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 a real thing. Yeah, it's a, a legit... Okay, you know,
0: okay. Are you guys really selling them, though, at shows? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally. <Absolutely. laughs> that's awesome. Oh, man. I can't wait to wear them. <laughs> The Amen Corner, another Daryl song.
4: It's like, uh, you know, it's about, like, the black church, and and uh, it might, the, you know, it, it might be some kind of term about, you know, actually, like, something that goes on in the church to, uh, unfortunately, you know, we don't have Daryl here to tell us, but um, I given given that the tune is kind of like a sort of gospel-y feeling kind of thing, I'm assuming that that's what it's referring to and uh yeah beautiful tune so it's a pretty new piece of daryl's and uh you know and I, and I remember him saying specifically that it was you know there, there's like you know i think in this band we're like particular love, you know being being a kind of for lack of a better word sort of progressive string bands um you know we're all interested in like a lot of different kinds of music obviously besides just like Bluegrass, for example, and, and I think one of the things where we really have a great deal of overlap is like a lot of love of kind of R and B and that kind of thing, and, and so I think you know that probably spurred spurred Daryl to probably want to bring that tune in. It's like it seems like this this band would be a good fit for that too.
0: Yeah, that's the great thing about this band too. Is I mean I know you used the the, the term progressive bluegrass band, but these songs, they they really breathe and have soul to them.
4: I've been thinking about actually starting to regress regress (laughs) and (laughs) string
2: Sorry.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, that's pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) Murmurations. Now that one, it looks like you wrote that for the Music Du Jour Tour.
4: Yeah, that's right. It was uh, uh, when I was touring with the Matt Flinner Trio, and he does that Music Du Jour project, which is where each member of the trio has to write a tune for that night's gig, and you can't start it before you know midnight, the night before, so you have to write it the day of the gig. You have to write a new thing. It can't be like something you've been working on. It has to be new music, so it's really hard, and... Uh, <clears throat> And, and he'll often have a special guest, and, and the, when I wrote this particular tune, Daryl was the guest, so I wrote this tune with him in mind. And interestingly, uh, we had played in Portland, Maine, the night before, and so I was hanging out uh, in Joe's apartment, and I was playing his mandolin, so I actually wrote uh, some, the, the kind of trickier part of the melody I wrote on Joe's mandolin. So it was kind of destined to be a Mr. Sun tune.
1: Oh, wow, that's cool. Wait. Does that mean you cheated on the music to jerthing thing?
0: You, uh,
1: you started the date the night before.
0: <laughs> oh no, the, man! The, the, no, <laughs> can we get mad on the phone? Wait. Wait. wait I can explain. <laughs>
4: <laughs> no we were hanging in Portland that day, and then the gig was in in uh, Rhode Island that night.
1: Okay. Okay. I,
4: I swear. I look, at, look at all the infighting. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I swear it's
2: <laughs>
0: Oh, the Traveler's Prayer is up next. A Walsh Gordy composition. This is the uh, the Lennon McCartney of the of the Mister Sun. (laughs) Well,
3: (laughs) people, I I used to look like John Lennon. So (laughs) (laughs) there we go. I don't know. Grant doesn't look like. Yeah, people
4: often call me the Paul McCartney of of regressive bluegrass guitar.
0: so, what does that, it does uh what was that inspired by though uh,
3: well, you know so we were just hanging out in my kitchen and you know processing the news of 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 how our our country was you know dealing with or refusing to deal with migrants basically and um and so it really kind of felt like a somber moment and some of these things, you know, those sorts of moments just come out as a melody. Uh, and I remember Grant taking my shower and coming back and there was the start of a, you know, the seed of this tune and, um, uh, you know, people that were, that were forced to travel, leave their homes, you know, you, you know, you never, but I, I think we sometimes forget to ask like why, what, how bad would it be that you have to leave your home? And, 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 and that was what was on our mind. Uh, as we were thinking about that tune and writing that tune. And, and then because of that, we named it a traveler's prayer.
4: Yeah. And also being people who you know, generally uh, make our living traveling. Uh, yeah. I think it's easy to be keenly aware that like, the, you know, like this is the thing that we have the agency to choose to do, you know? And so it's, we can empathize with people who, who have to do, we have to do it and, and they don't have any choice. It's a good thing to, to bear in mind.
0: So is there is there a new Mr Sun album? Is that a thought now? I mean it seems like again since it's been so long and it seems like you guys have plenty of material, is is that something that's a, a, a possibility in the future? Or it's being thought about? Yes. Yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah, we've been yeah. talking about it. We had a sort of a idea should do we want to talk about this project idea?
1: Sure. Yeah, why not? Uh,
4: Joe had this really so uh, Joe had this great idea of doing um Mr. Sun plays Duke Ellington playing Tchaikovsky, which I know sounds like a joke, but it's very much not. It's very very real. Uh, there's there's this real I don't know if you've heard it, but but one of the great like classic iconic records of all time is is duke ellington doing a selection of pieces from the nutcracker and it's just it's just a truly superlative recording and and joe i remember texted us probably around christmas times that's usually when we listen to it um and said like wouldn't it be cool if mr sun did did some of these tunes um so we've been kicking around the idea of arranging some of that music for uh, you know, for us maybe with some additional special guests so that's that's in conversation
0: that'd be amazing
4: we like to think
0: so i bet i'm gonna listen to it today that's so cool man What what about everybody else you guys have anything i mean besides the mr sun album which again may 13th everybody should buy it yeah i i can't implore people enough to go out and purchase the album because it really does make a difference. Thanks, man. That's, that's nice of you to say. It's, uh,
4: it's, sometimes it feels like it's becoming a bit of a lost art, you know, the art of, of buying music. <laughs> uh, <laughs> cause it's just, you know, it's just strangely, I mean, well, we know, I mean, we're all generally around the same age. I mean, things have changed so much even in our Lifetime in terms of like how you know just how technology changes everything, but but there is something really special about that kind of like tactile and directly interactional experience with with a with a record. And like you know, we we're gonna uh, there's gonna be vinyl of the new Mr. Sun record, and it's like a really beautiful experience to pull the vinyl out of the sleeve and put it on, and then you kind of have to sit down and listen to it because. You know, you're going to have to flip it over at some point. <laughs> right, you right. know, you can't just space out. Yeah.
0: So anyway. So we got that coming up. But do anybody have any other projects that are kind of in the works, or that anybody should be looking for? How about uh, How about you, Aiden?
1: Um, I don't have anything in particular on the horizon, um, but both Joe and Grant have have recently recorded albums that are, I'm sure, uh, coming out. Sooner than the, the Mr. Sun record came out.
2: <laughs> well, I mean, in that, to that point, Aiden
4: does have something coming in the sense that he played on this, this record that I just made in January with with my group, with uh, Alex Hargraves on fiddle and Dominic Leslie on mandolin. And it's kind of 13 years after my first record, it's sort of a follow up to, to my first self titled record. Um, with all new compositions and um yeah it's uh it's it, we're just kind of finishing off the mixing stage so it's got a little ways to go and we'll sort of figure out how to put it out and all that kind of thing um but that's that's definitely coming
0: and man um alex howard has uh been playing with billy strings too wasn't he on the grammys with those guys I believe so, yeah. And then, and Dom just broke his ankle. Sure did. Good Lord, man. He's
4: playing soccer. Wow. Another good reason to never engage in any physical activity
0: <laughs> whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> when no. will we learn? <laughs> when will we ever learn? <laughs> <laughs> and actually, Grant, you also were part of that killer duo album with you and uh, Jake Jolliffe. I should mention that. Oh. What a great yeah. album.
4: Oh, thanks, man. Thanks for listening to it. It's, uh, Yeah, that was a lot of fun. You know, it was just we decided, you know, that what the world needs now, more than anything in these troubled times of <laughs> uncertainty, and, is uh, acoustic guitar and mandolin jazz standards duo instrumental records.
0: Yeah, I mean,. It goes without saying, to be honest Joy. with you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did it, it hit the Billboard charts though? Didn't it?
4: To our astonishment, it debuted at number ten on the Billboard Bluegrass chart. Yeah.
0: That's a that's awesome.
4: Uh, yeah, it was amazing. I mean, I got, I saw, uh, I, I was. So they tweeted about it somebody tweeted about it and so i tried to like look it up and read the chart and like see what was going on it was like you have to like, subscribe and log in <laughs> and so so i retweeted the tweet and that was about it <laughs>
0: <laughs> and how about you joe
3: Oh, so, uh yeah no i just made a, a new record as well a new solo record uh um actually grants on it and um matt Flinner plays banjo on it and just totally kills it um, with the banjo. Yeah, it's so um, great. And another couple of other beautiful musicians, John Mylander and Ella Jordan and um, Carl Doty. So anyways, just like a bunch of instrumental stuff that I'm really excited to share. It's sort of a departure, just sort of mellow and really emphasizing conversational music.
0: Um, yeah.
4: Really beautiful
0: tunes. Wow, man, I can't wait to hear it. I love John Mylander's uh, playing too. Holy cow. That'd uh, be great. I don't know if as many people maybe know him as, as, you know, yet, but whew, what a player. I love that idea of like
3: bring together people that you have absolute faith in and then just get out of the way. You know, <laughs> don't tell them what to do, just see what happens. So that was kind of the idea.
0: When's the, uh? when's, when's that coming out? Is that in the mix and mastering phases yet? It's mastered, yeah. Uh, I, I think it'll
3: come out this fall. Um, I'm trying to, to give it a little distance from the Mr. Sun record. But yeah, hopefully this fall.
0: Cool. Well, I'll be back on when it comes out, man. That'll be great. Thank you. Yeah, thank absolutely. You. Guys, this has been a blast. Yeah, this is uh, this is the podcast oh, equivalent man. of your album. So fun. Feels like... <laughs> 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 well, guys, thank you so much. The brand new album, Extrovert, is Fantastic. What is the best way for people to, uh, if they're going to purchase the album, where do you want it? To, should they go to your website? Should they go to Bandcamp? What's the best way to do it? Uh, Compass.
4: Yeah, which you can you can go to our website and, and easily you know, easily just link. You know, we have like links on our website that can just take you right to the Compass store, so that's
0: easy enough, too. I'm excited for everybody to hear the album. I really appreciate what you're doing, man. This podcast is great. I'm oh, thank really glad you so, to be on it. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate you guys doing it. Yeah, what a pleasure. All right, thanks so much for listening. Be sure to go and get that album May 13th, and actually, there'll be a short little bonus episode on the 13th with Daryl Anger himself talking about the album. Cheers, everybody.